When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Talk is about to begin. Hey, 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 come on in. Welcome back to an emergency Buckeye Talk. Douglas Maurice, Nathan Baird, Stephen Means. I think this is the biggest potential news since Urban Meyer resigned. And of course, we we're talking about the decommitment of Benji Gosnell. Uh, Stephen, what does this do for the tight end room? All right. Is Quinn coming? We have a survey out to our tech subscribers. I said, we need you right now to answer. And everybody stopped doing their jobs. They stopped paying attention to their family and they sent their results in. So that will guide this discussion. Uh, Nathan, we, you started to talk off air and I said, start the podcast. You were saying like a lightning bolt like this at five o'clock on a Wednesday, not the norm. Uh, yeah, uh, a lightning bolt on a clear day. Like you're, you're outside. It's not like you had your umbrella at, with you that day thinking, oh, it might rain. Like I'm literally sitting on at my living room table at 4:15, getting ready to call people for other stories. I have nothing to do with this, and then uh, Pete Thamel p- rolls through my phone, and all of a sudden now it's off to the races. Like it's been a while. Like the last time I remember something like this was probably the the Chase Young suspension dropping on just sort of a random Friday morning. Something we didn't know was really even lingering, and then bang, it's right in your face. But all that's football related. Th- it doesn't really happen that often in recruiting because typically with commits, you kind of get the vibe when they're leading up to their commitments. You kind of get the vibe when they're getting ready to decommit. The only real shocking things is if somebody transfers to IMG or transfers high school, something like this. I don't, you two have been doing this job longer than I have. Have you guys ever seen anything crazy like this in high school and in, in recruiting where it's solely based off NIL stuff or solely based off of a non-football related thing? No, well, certainly not no. the NIL stuff because that's, I mean, that's, right. that's no. brand new. Of course not. Right. No. Like, and the thing is, this matters. And even like the Chase Young thing, it's not like Chase Young left school. Like he was suspended right. for a couple of games. It didn't hurt his Heisman campaign. It didn't really affect Ohio State. And there were even a couple, there were a couple smoke signals on that. I had not thought of this. And there's already takes out there like, oh, this will change the world of recruiting. Like, I get it. This is clearly NIL related. He's also like the best quarterback prospect. One of the two best quarterback prospects in the last 10 years from Texas to Ohio state. I am not interested in like, Oh, does this mean in an NIL world, like a hundred recruits are going to skip their entire senior years and enroll early? That's not what this is about. 
Like this is this is a unique situation, Stephen. And so, I mean, people love to start to look for the trend off a one-off. I, I don't think this is going to be a huge trend, but it is a potentially huge thing for Ohio State football in this specific circumstance. But this is not normal. He's not normal. Ohio State's not normal. What he is in Texas is not normal. No, he's not. And it's, it basically comes down to uh, Texas has a rule where kids can't, you know, they can't be compensated off of NIL stuff, which is why he's even thinking about doing this in the first place. Now, it is normal to see kids reclassify. We see it a lot in basketball, but in football, Tony Grimes did it last year. He was the top cornerback in the 2021 class. And then decide, when Virginia moved their high school football season to the spring, he said, forget all that. I'm just going to graduate early and show up on North Carolina's campus. And then he ended up playing and ended up starting at the end of the year. But even that is that's a case that happened because of a decision somebody else from in, uh, higher ups within a state made. So that's the only, so it's still not normal. It takes unique situations for Tony Grimes to do what he did, just like it's taking a, another unique situation for Quinn to do it, to consider even doing what he's doing right now. And that's fair. Reclassification is not new. It just, this, no. this was not on when NIL happened with all this stuff, like Nathan, this was like not on my radar of like, Oh, I wonder if Quinn Ewers will decide to try to come make a million dollars at Ohio state and earlier than he earlier than he could have. Right. This is a, another NIL fallout that I didn't think about in this way. Exactly. Yeah. I think it was, I think it was floated a little bit out there. Maybe even, I may have even seen a text question about it at some point about like, Hey, do you think there'll be a point where like the best high school players will leave high school early in order to get to college and start earning money, kind of even if they're not going to play yet. I think that was a, a reasonable question to ask. And I think the answer would have been like, oh, it'll be interesting to see how this develops down the line and whether players see that opportunity down the line, like as this sort of um, comes together over the years. And the actual answer was, yeah, in like a month, uh, the, uh, the the top player in the country will have already been approached with such lucrative deals that he will think about enrolling early. Like, I don't think any, that was maybe just a lack of imagination on the part of people like us, but I think you're right. Like I had not thought of it in that capacity that someone this quickly, that, that, that kind of um, income could be in front of him to the extent that he would think about making this decision. And I guess the, for the people who are saying this, you know, maybe this changes college athletics, all that stuff this may be a jump ahead in the discussion you don't want to make, but I kind of think it may end up changing some of these laws more than it ends up changing college athletics. If that makes sense, like that, that states like Texas, if this happens enough and Ohio too, because right now in Ohio, high, high schools player athletes are not um, eligible to make income from NIL. Maybe there's some loosening of those rules over time because of episodes like this. All right, let's talk about football enough. NIL. Um, I think this is going to happen. I checked on it because I thought to your point, Nathan is like, is this just a power play maybe by the Ewers family to try to get Texas to budge on this? And as Steven said, it's a, it's a state law. It's not a high school association rule in Texas. So they can't, they can't do this with one swipe of the pen and say, Oh, we changed our association rule. Now. I mean, I don't know, Texas football matters. You know, if the, if the Texas legislature calls an emergency session to vote on this and, and make it a law, to keep a high school recruit. I mean, I don't know. The Quinn Ewers Act. That would fit with like Texas high school football. Like that wouldn't be surprising, but I wanted to see if it was like, is it just a trial balloon? And and what I was told is like, no, 
this this really could happen. And so I'm I'm assuming this to me is like a lot like the Texas to Oklahoma to the SEC stuff. It was like it came out like it might happen. And then like 10 days later, it's happening like they're going to be in the SEC like on Friday. So I think this is going to happen. So let's proceed as if it's going to happen. And then if it doesn't happen, we'll say, oh, well, I thought that was going to happen. And it didn't. But let's so let's proceed as if it will. But I did ask the texters, do you think it will? And listen, the texters are getting blindsided out of the blue on this stuff. So they don't know. They actually think it's not because it's so crazy. And I, I understand the idea that your initial instinct might be like, what? No, that's not going to actually happen. 61% no, said no. They, they don't think it will happen. 39% said yes. They do think it will happen. So I'm saying we'll proceed with the notion that it will. Let's ask, Nathan, do you think he's going to be here? Do you think he will be enrolled at Ohio State and on the football team in the next couple of weeks? From what we've heard in this first hour, yes. Steven? I don't think he's going to do it. Why? Um, I think – I don't even know if this is a fair reason to have. I think if his family situation was different, I'd be a little bit more open to it, if that why, makes any sense. Why are they thinking about it, do you think? Why did they talk to a national writer? And, again, all the credit to Pete Thamel, our good friend from Yahoo Sports, mm. who dropped this bomb on our heads. Why, why are they this far down the road? And then pull back. Now, if you think, you know what, when push comes to shove, he's going to want to try to win a high school state title in Texas. Yeah. It's, hard, it's hard to upend your life in a couple weeks. But also, like, I mean, obviously, they've been thinking about this a little yeah. bit and they decided to talk to a reporter about it. So they're not blindsided by it just because we are. So they've been considering it. So why do you think they would consider it to this level publicly and then pull back? I think even though, yeah, they've probably been thinking about this since the NIO became a real thing and the idea of making money off of that became a real thing. I don't know. I feel like you would have this would have been they would have decided to go public with this earlier than six days before Ohio State starts fall camp, because then the, the idea is out there. And it's also just like being responsible you you have to explore it it's just like you have i mean your kid is who he is and when that's when you're in this position you have to at least explore it i just feel like had this information come out publicly in june after he came on his official visit and had a conversation it's like oh this is what they talked about on june 4th when he came up here for that official they talked about this idea or when he came back the following week with his teammates like okay this is what they've been talking about and now you've got two months to figure it out and not Six days, basically, to get up here and also join a quarterback battle. And well, maybe that's what like, we're thinking. It, I don't, but, you I don't know. agree with any of that. I'm not saying you, you're going to be wrong. I just like there have been obviously they've been considering it. And it's like NIL is not that old. And they probably were checking into the Texas stuff. They didn't exactly know. They found out. They thought about it. I, I think this is very potentially real. And, and I'm not sure what would pull them back from the edge now other than like, you know what? I'm, I just want to be a high school kid for another three months which is a thing, which is a thing. But the other, like, the, why didn't you do it in June or why is it taking this long? I, I don't know that that's a factor in this. Nathan, what do you think? Yeah, I, I don't think so either. Just because, again, like you're saying, uh, the, the NIL finally 
the was the, the Texas rule was the law was finally passed really around the same time as the Ohio law was passed. I think maybe a few days ahead of that. So you're dealing which with is a when? Short time which is when? Win. Which is when? Uh, June. I, okay. I can't remember the exact date. Mm-hmm. The high school about. law, the high school law that we're talking about that yes. that says yeah. you can't. College says you can, and then high school associ- high school leg- or state legislatures pass laws that say you can't. That was in the same general time period. Right. Yes. Very. Texas and and Ohio were very similar in how things went about for them. They both had state legislatures that passed laws. Um, I think it's June 11th is what I'm seeing as I look. So mid June was was when Texas's law was passed. Um, But then on top of that, you know, Ryan Day last week was asked. I wrote this in my kind of my quick reaction piece. Ryan Day was asked last week at Big Ten Media Days about the the quarterback situation. And obviously. He knew it. The, the, this didn't catch Ohio State by surprise today. Like conversations have been going on about this. Um, so now they may not have been like driving it, but they were been aware of this potentially being out there. So there's the idea that this would just be a a I mean, it's kind of messy. It would be very um, abrupt, but it's not as if this 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 thought has only been in people's heads since Pete Daniel tweeted it out an hour and 15 minutes ago. So I think it's possible this is actually would be less messy than the alternative, which is the thing that we've been talking about forever, which is like Quinn Ewers coming in as the highest ranked recruit in the country and trying to take the job away from an incumbent starter. So, um, all right. I, I get our texters where they're at. I, I don't know. I tried to check with some people. I will say I received an exclamation point back from somebody. So in trying to like figure out like, what's up the deal? What's the deal with this? And I got an exclamation point. I didn't get a question. Was it maybe exclamation point? No, it was just exclamation You put, see, I said it was exclamation point. Your exclamation point, the way you said maybe it was a question mark. There was a question because you didn't say. No, I said maybe exclamation point. No, I know. But the tone of your voice had that question mark intonation. So, and and there's a room, right? You could, you could reply with the question mark. Question mark is okay. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't. It was. Mm. <laughs> so is it going to happen? <laughs> so like, I don't know. I don't know what that means. Like nobody, uh, whatever. That's fine. That's fine. But just based on what Pete wrote, I, I don't know like what the strategy is of that. Like if it's not going to happen, if you're not trying to get Texas to change the law, right? If, if, cause that's the strategy, make Texas change the law so we can make the money here and we won't go that it, from what I've, I understand that doesn't seem that likely. So then I feel like you're priming the pump. Like you're just like, it's, Hey, this thing might happen. And like in a week, it's going to happen would be my guess, not information other than. <laughs> so now we get to what this means. So now that's we've stated for the record. I think it will. Nathan thinks it will. Stephen is less sure. Do you want it to happen? Is it good? Is it good? Is it good? Is it good? Is it right? Is it the thing? Is it what people want? Do you want Quinn Ewers to join Ohio State for this season? The tech subscribers. Stephen, what do you think the vote was from the tech subscribers on do you want him to come now? I think resounding, yes, they want him to be here. I mean, because you want the best possible situation that wins you a national title. And if that's Quinn Ewers, even if he shows up six days before camp, then it's Quinn Ewers showing up six days before camp. Uh, Nathan, what do you think? 
I think it's yes, and I don't know if they thought about it this way, but if Ohio State were to tell him, ooh, I don't know, pump your brakes, he might not be coming to Ohio State anymore. Well, that's the thing, and I, and I didn't ask. I mean, I think uh, I think this is a theoretical one. It's not as much of a, if he wants to come and he's telling you he wants to come, what would you do? Because that certainly plays into it. I have a question at the end about, and we would, we're just guessing, Buckeye talk, about what we think is at play here. Because I think there's two things that could be driving this, right? Like, depends how you view it from the Ohio State perspective. Like, why is this happening? I think it's either because of A or maybe it's more because of B. And of course, it's probably a mix of both, but that's for later. Do you want him here now? Yes, but only 59%, not resounding. 41% like, no, 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 no. No, I don't not not yet. So there is some apprehension here. And I get it. And this is another we're going to talk about feelings a little bit on this podcast, football and feelings. How would you best describe your feelings about the Ohio State quarterback room if yours arrives for this season? I gave four very weird answers. Again, it's pick the one that fits you best. 34% was weird and happy. I feel weird and happy. I feel weird about all this because it's crazy, but I think I'm also happy about it. That one was 34%. Right behind it was worried. I'm a little worried about the quarterback future for Ohio State if a bunch of the other guys transfer if he shows up. So that was 32%. Weird and happy, Buckeye talk. Weird and happy, number one, 34. Worried, 32. I'm excited. Excited was 20%. I'm excited about yours, and whatever happens with everyone else happens. 20% feel bad. I feel bad for the other three quarterbacks in the room to have Quinn Ewers dropped on top of them now, 14%. So weird and happy and excited, those two things, those two options were 54%. Worried and bad, 46%. Nathan, what do you think of that? I would say people are conflicted, perhaps because they have known about it. When they did the survey, they knew about it for 11 seconds and you could you had it was not as you said it was not on your radar what do you think of those answers it's sort of like uh everybody has an answer until they're punched in the face and this is like it's not the perfect analogy that but like you basically punch somebody in the face with that text and then ask them a question i surveyed Um, them in the face bang take that survey boom you did look here's where i think it's i i totally understand that breakdown of the voting uh, um, I think in my head, the voting is probably similar in how I uh, analyze it. And I think the where it gets weird for Ohio State, I understand what you're saying is like this might be cleaner than if he comes in next year and you restart the competition all over again. The problem is, can anybody, as even as talented as he is, even if he's like this prodigy, can he come on campus with no college strength program, no familiarity with the system, come in in two weeks, win the job, and then it's just clean from there on. Is it more likely that he comes in, does some impressive things, wows people, but he's not yet there mentally, not yet there from a strategic standpoint, from a reading defensive standpoint, can't do that at the college level yet. So somebody else wins the job. And now instead of the Quinn Ewers uh, specter hanging out there next January, now it's there every single day behind whoever does win this job this fall. So we're going to get into what we think is going to happen. That's another question that I asked the texters. But this is still feelings sort of about the arrival. Steven, where are you? Are you weird and happy? 
Are you worried? Are you excited? Do you feel bad? What would you have answered there? I'm weird. And I don't know if happy is the right word, but it's weird for a lot of different reasons. A lot of which of what Nathan just pulled out here. It's like, is this dude going to come in and win the job fresh off the street? Basically, is what we're saying. A guy fresh off the street is going to come in and win the job, which probably change. If let's just say that happens. How are you supposed to feel about what the quarterback situation was all spring? If a guy could just come off the street, even as talented as he is and just win the job. So we'll get we'll get into that. So we're talking okay. about the arrival. We'll talk about the arrival. We're not talking okay, about winning the, the arrival. Job. Okay, the job. Yeah, it's weird. And interesting, I think, is how I would put it for myself. Are you worried? Does it make you worried about the future of the room? Like, man, Maybe. this this wasn't the plan. Are guys get are the other guys going to bail? How are they going to recruit behind him? Does it yes. make you worried about that? Yeah, it's 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 him showing up just all chaos breaks loose because now not only in best case scenario, maybe another guy stays with them or best case scenario, two of these four guys stay. And then how are you supposed to recruit a quarterback the next two cycles when you've got two guys on the roster who are going to be battling it out, who also have four years of eligibility? Yeah, I, I absolutely disagree. I think this is less chaotic. I think it is less chaotic. Listen, man, I'm the guy who at the start was like, are they sure they want to be recruiting Quinn Ewers? Because it's a mess. Because you know what's a mess? Like a freshman coming in and trying to unseat an incumbent starter when you think he's the best recruit in the country. That is incredibly messy to me. Unless it goes exactly perfectly and then C.J. Stroud has it for two years and then he goes. But then what if what if C.J. Stroud wins it, that he wants to stay for year three and now it's year two of Quinn? Like, I'm not sure... So, like, it would be a chaotic camp, but I think there's a chance for it to be cleaner. But let's let's stay on this topic for a second about the worried about the room, right? Are you worried about the room, Nathan? Like, what what does it do? And this is what we're talking about. Are you worried that Jack Miller, CJ Stroud, and and Kyle McCord are going to be like, we're out? He's in. We're out. Like, are you worried about that? And if that happened, let's say it is a worst case scenario. Steven's saying best case scenario is like one of those three sticks around for a little bit with Quinn Ewers, right? Which I agree with. I, I can't imagine that you're going to keep more than one of those three mm. for any extended period of time. Even if they stay for this year, then they're out. Maybe all three go. Is that a, is that a terrible situation, Nathan? Or do you have like the best quarterback recruit in the country? And you'll figure it out. You recruit some, some kid who's ranked number 300 in the next class and you'll be good. Yeah. I, I don't really have concerns about from a recruiting standpoint because you sort of solved your need for the foreseeable future. I mean, a three-year window, two years, at least beyond this. Um, I guess where I, I think it, I think I agree with you that it is less of a problem for the room partially because of the timing, because no matter what anyone thinks of him coming in again, like it's, it's July 28th. We think they're going to name a starter on or around August 16th, you know, midway through camp, two weeks into camp. So there's no time for the guys who are here and established and have been battling it. I don't know how they could possibly evaluate that they are now so far behind the job that they're going to leave and go somewhere else. Like these guys are here for this fall. Regardless of what happens with Quinn Ewers, I think, right? No, I disagree with that. I think yeah. somebody could bail. He's Quinn Ewers. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's no, mm-hmm. nobody needs someone to see- would leave between today and, and, and the start of camp. I think they could leave like yeah. in week one of camp. Mm-hmm. 
I guess maybe nobody nobody needs proof of he's going to nobody needs proof of concept with Quinn Ewers. I mean, we have to get past this the the discussion of like, well, we have to see if he's going to come and improve. He's going to. No, no, no. Yeah, he's a five star recruit. We have all the film. He's going to be awesome. One of the questions you asked, and I'll wait till we get it to make the rest of this point. But the idea of like it's just going to be a matter of time. We're we're not asking is he going to come in and win the job immediately. It's just are we put are they putting themselves in a position where it's only a matter of of time before he takes a job over? Kind of like how you see in the NFL when they have first round quarterbacks. It's only a matter of time before that first round quarterback's taking over the job. But again, to me, then it still makes it a cleaner situation because no one is taking the job this year, winning it, potentially doing great things with the team this this winter and then being or fall and then being put in a position where they have to defend the job next year. It's still more of an organic on the move quarterback competition happening this fall. I think if uh, Quinn doesn't take it at all this year, I think they whoever wins it other than Quinn Ewers has to go defend the job next fall, next spring anyway. You know, Nathan, everything you just said, agreeing with me that it's actually cleaner to have it now and have Quinn Ewers come in and be in the midst of a competition against nobody who has ever thrown a pass in college football. And actually when it comes down to, to having the room make sense and a decision that probably is best for the program long-term and being real with everybody, you know, who probably agrees with that and probably thought of it. Ryan day, Ryan day. You think this is, you think this is like some kid in Texas being like, I want to make a million dollars. You think that's all it says? You think this is no, not? I said this, that earlier. Like, yes. No, I know. Ryan Day did not look at his phone and see a text from Pete Thamel and go, what? And and if he thought. If Ryan Day thought. Which I ab- did, by the way, I did that. I made that noise. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. The ab- If Ryan Day thought that the absolute best thing for Quinn Ewers and Ohio State football, frankly, even if he didn't think it was the best thing for Quinn Ewers, if he thought it was the absolute best thing for Ohio State football, no doubt about it. The absolute best thing would be for Quinn Ewers to stay in high school this year, to stay on the plan. That's that's the plan. That's what we're doing. Quinn, we love you. This blows. You're like a little bit caught in between on this NIL stuff. But man, when you get here, you are going to make bank. We love you. Go be a legend. Go be a legend. You know what Texas high school football means? Go be the best high school football player that state has ever seen. Go be a legend. We're going to talk every day. We will see you in January, brother. Go ball out. We're going to hold down the fort. We're going to try and win one. So when you get here, you're trying to double and triple up, brother. Go do your thing. And we'll see you in January. He could do that. You're convincing me. We wouldn't have this story. You just convinced me it's going to happen. Yeah, you're right. Because this wouldn't be a thing right now. So you're right. Uh, like, it's happening. I'm, 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 I'm over here on the boat with you guys now. Tom Brady has thrown me over to you both. So, so let me do this. I have a question with the word ruthless in it, and we'll get to that next before we start talking about who we think the starting quarterback is going to be this season. It's an emergency podcast. Quinn is coming on Buckeye Talk. You got to get in on the text. Come on, for real? I mean, you've got, if you're listening to this, you're like, oh, I want to vote. I want to vote. I want to vote. You missed it. It's like, for real? It's like for a dollar a week, four bucks a month. You're like, oh, I wish I could vote on these great questions and be part of the podcast because I, I was, I could not wait. I could not wait to talk about this. 
with Nathan and Steven, but I could not wait to see what the texter said. Guys, don't you love like because sometimes they surprise us, but like I'll it, we used to be so blind in this business. We'd be like, well, this is what I think. Type, type, type. Here's pull it out of the typewriter. Copy by. Here's my opinion. And we'd have no idea. Then like a, a month later, a letter to the editor would come and it'd be like, I disagreed with your column from June 14th. And we'd be like, there's no back and forth. Instantaneous. I'm like, man, I wonder what people think of this. Don't you want to be one of those people who influences how we view stuff? which influences what we talk about, 614-350-3315. You missed it, man. You missed it. You missed the Ewers thing. Don't miss the next thing. Because guess what? He's going to come and he's going to play and we're going to be talking about him. We want your opinion. 614-350-3315. Just send a text right now and try it. 14 days. We're doing Mount Rushmore's, Mount Buckmore's. We're going to do other stuff. Are you viewing this as another ruthless move by Ryan Day, who showed with getting Justin Fields that he's not afraid to go for the best guys. These were the only two choices. Yes, it's classic ruthless Ryan. Or no, it's just a crazy thing that might happen because of NIL. Nathan, what do you think won? Um, I'm going to say the... No, I think it. I think I'll say the first one, the ruthlessness. You think it's ruthless, not random, crazy nil. You think people thought it's ruthless, Stephen? Do you think the texters think I, it's ruthless? Well, I, I think it is. I think it, I think it's the first thing. I think they may have said the second thing though. You think it's ruthless? The they yes. think it's circumstance. Yes, Stephen. What? Yes. So, Stephen, what do you think it is of those two choices? And what do you think the texters said? It's it's more ruthless than it is nil because it's not like nil is only here for this year and it's going away. So this is just the world we have to live in. And the next Quinn Ewers is going to have a similar decision to make. So it's just classic. I would vote ruthless Ryan, but and I think the Texas put it that way as well. Sixty nine percent no, it's just a crazy thing that might happen because of nil. Thirty one percent ruthless Ryan. It's ruthless Ryan. The answer yeah. is ruthless Ryan. He's not, he's not like, we're getting a handle on this guy. We are getting a handle on this guy. He's nice. He is. He's nice. I'm not going to pretend we're best friends. I know him a little bit. He's nice. He's from New Hampshire. Great family. I think he's like a good husband and a good dad. I mean, I get, I'm not, we don't go play golf together. But this guy, hmm, I think, I think we underestimated this guy. And he showed us something with Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. And to me, I'm not saying that the current quarterback room got martelled, but I'm not saying they didn't get martelled. And if Ryan Day thought he could win a national championship with this quarterback room as it exists, I think this would be less likely to happen. Now, that is not a shot at C.J. Stroud, Jack Miller, and Kyle McCord. It is not. It is not. They haven't had the opportunity. I think there are three good quarterbacks in that room but you have to read the leaves, right? Like you've got to read between the lines on this stuff. And I do think what I said before, I think there would be an opportunity for Ryan day to really discourage this from happening. And I think they could probably make it not happen. And it doesn't feel like that's what's happening now. Maybe. Hey, listen, we might be wrong. Buckeye talk. This is, we're trying to react instantaneously in the moment. I mean, we may play this back and it might be like, man, that was a story of like 12 hours. And then like Ryan Day came out and was like, yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> you know, I talked to Quinn and his family. It's not the right thing 
for anybody involved, it's not going to happen. Right. And we're just reading this all wrong. I, I, you know, he's just off to, he's getting ready for camp. He's trying to take a little break. He's getting ready for camp. The Ewers family has like a thing they're thinking about. They have the best intentions. They kind of do a thing. Ryan Day's like, well, we kind of talked about it a little bit, but no, this is not what we're doing. And, and like, it gets shut down. That's possible. And then you can play this back. And we were a thousand percent wrong. I don't think that though. I, I like, I would be a little surprised, right? Nathan, like, I mean, like that's possible, but I think for us to sort of be operating under the assumption that Ryan day, I don't want to say that like Ryan day is, uh, you know, pulling the strings here or whatever, but that like Ryan day is certainly well-informed of, of these discussions is right in the middle of these discussions and is okay at the very least, perhaps thrilled at the most with this possible idea. I think, is that not a fair assumption to make? I would be a little bit surprised if Pete Thamel did not reach out to someone at Ohio state prior to publishing that story and get mm-hmm. some sort of indication. Come on. I think Pete just the exclamation point. I know Pete listens every now and then. Like Pete's a good guy. I mean, Pete does it as well as anybody out there. I don't have to kiss his butt. He knows it. Um, Pete's like practically like a member. I mean, like this is what good reporters do. Uh, Pete doesn't even have to reach. Pete right. just is. Pete doesn't reach to Ohio State. Pete mm-hmm. is. And that's not like a Homer thing. That's like he knows he, he knows these guys. He's very good. And it's not only Ohio State that he knows, but he, he intimately knows the workings of Ohio State. And I've been watching him kick my butt on this stuff for 15 years. So, yes, Nathan, you're right. Yeah. So, I mean, I think, yeah, like I think he he got some indication, as you're saying, that this this wouldn't be moving forward if Ohio State, if it moves forward, it's moving forward with Ohio State's blessing. I would assume that he heard it from at, Ohio at State least. side first before he even went and asked the question, because why would you just randomly be asking a 17 year old, hey, are you thinking about reclassifying? That's not a normal line of questioning. I think it could. I mean, it could have come out of something, you know, you're trying to do a piece about, hey, I'm going to reach out to the number one. No, I'm going to reach out to the number no, one prospect in the country and see, are you already getting NIL opportunities? Yeah, but I'm I right. think you're probably getting, right. right. But the, no, getting NIL opportunities, knowing you're going to cash in when you get here versus, hey, are you thinking about cashing in on those NIL opportunities six months earlier than you have to? No, but, but because that would come out I mean, of the conversation. But no, yeah, I think you're right. Fair. I think it's very likely that he heard about it from this the other way around. I'm also trying to figure out as we continue this ruthless meter that we're seeing in college football over the past five years, where this lands, is this more ruthless? If this happens, is this more ruthless than what Dabo did and pulling his starter four games into the season for a true freshman? Or is it like more ruthless than Nick Saban pulling his starting quarterback at halftime of the national championship game? Does that, I don't know. Does this outweigh both of those in ruthlessness? Yes. Because I mean, it's not like the these guys in the current room. It's not like Stroud, McCord, and Miller haven't gotten an opportunity, right? They'd spring, mm-hmm. they'd spring practice, they had a spring game, but they've never had a chance in the game to show what they can do. Like Jalen Hurts wasn't getting it done, and so Saban was right. like, "You're out." And like Kelly Bryant was good, like, right? He got to the playoff as a one seed yeah. the year before, and then yeah. I was looking. Uh, game five, Trevor Lawrence took over. He he yep. played. They rotated before that game five. He took over. He beat him out. Like, mm-hmm. this is like you're, like, replacing guys before they ever get a chance to be the guy, uh, which is the last thing we're going to get to when we think how we think that might happen. Um, it's just, also piling I, it on, too, the ruthlessness, because it starts with you got Jack early, and then you felt the need to go get another guy because you weren't really sure about Jack. But at the same time, you had to make sure you got a guy in 2021 because you're not really sure about the 2020 guys yet. 
And then you go get Quinn because you're not really sure about those three. And now you're really not sure about them because now you want that guy to come in early. And you've recruited Kyle McCord. You picked him out of anybody in the country. Mm-hmm. Come, You had him before you had CJ. So you dropped CJ Stroud and Quinn Ewers on top of Kyle McCord's head. Yep. And he's getting ready to be in a freshman at Ohio State. And like, what? where is he? He's sandwiched. So like he has less experience than the guys ahead of him, more experience than the guy coming in. But the guy coming in is like the best quarterback prospect, one of the two best quarterback prospects of the last 10 years. So Kyle McCord is got is in a quarterback sandwich that I would not want to be in. Um, I'm laughing. I'm laughing uh, about the potential idea of, of Pete perhaps listening to this and having us discuss how he did his journalism and being like, oh, I want to talk to this guy. I might talk to that guy and just just shaking his head and being like, why didn't you guys break it? And it's like, well, because I've been on this beat for 17 years and I haven't broken anything yet. (laughs) I just go on a podcast and shout. I found my lane. It's not gathering news. It's shouting about the news that better journalists gather. So I'm amused by that. I will will have to ask Pete if he happened to listen to this part. Um, I think this is a version of the Justin Fields situation. And so, again, it's not a shot. But if, if Ryan Day felt like, the better thing is to get him here now Then he's going to do that. And I don't think he's going to apologize for it. And I don't think he's going to worry all that much. And Nathan, it does get to a thing. And I, and I saw someone mention this on Twitter um, or somebody, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff flying around the stuff that Ryan day said about at big Ten media days about like, it would be nice to have a quarterback that you could like coach and develop for three or four years. And it's like, this opens the door on that. Like, like this is like, okay, well then like Quinn wins the job this year. And then you have this year, 22 and 23 with Quinn Ewers and Ryan day gets like a full three years without trying to decide like, well, does he win it as I replace the incumbent as it right? Like, I think it, it actually smooths that out, but like Ryan day wants that. And again, this doesn't lessen the opportunity for that. It increases the opportunity for that for Ryan day to feel like, man, I got a guy and we worked together for three years and let's see what we can do when we have that. Right. I mean, that's that, I think that was, we didn't know it. I mean, Ryan day knew it. Ryan day knew it was in the back of his head when he's saying stuff. We didn't know at the time that meant Quinn Hewitt's reclassification, but doesn't it fit that? Yeah. It's just a matter of whether we think it's three full seasons of Quinn Ewers or, how it, quickly he it's wins like, the job I, this year. I, I'm not letting you guys talk about the thing you want to talk about yet. It's like, I know the whole thing is, when's he going to play? When's he going to play? Like, I'm saving it. I'm, I don't love to always tease on the pod. Sometimes I like to give people the meat right off the start. Like, here's the meal. We're starting with the meal. No apps. We, ha- we got the sampler platter of apps. I'm sorry. This is too important. So we're eating some mozzarella sticks. We're eating some potato skins. We got another one. We got the nachos. I always want to add the nachos. Maybe those little pretzel things. I don't know why people want to eat pretzels pretzels as an appetizer at a restaurant. That's too much. That's too heavy for me. And there's no protein, but we got them all. We got the sampler. We got three things in the sampler platter, plus another whole appetizer. This is more like you go to Fogo and before the, the server even comes to your table to take your drink, you've already turned the thing over to green and they're just bringing the meat. So we're not, I mean, like I'm, I'm not letting you guys talk about who do you think the quarterback's going to be this year? Because that's the last segment, and that's what we're I'll say. Do. I'll just say this, then, though, for the sake of the 2023 season, now we're talking about a situation where instead of a potential two-year starter with Quinn, you're probably talking about a potential three-year starter along with all that talent. 
So if we want to, I mean, well, as much pressure as we're putting on that year, let's just add a little bit more over the top. Just a little bit more sugar on top of this cake. But if yours doesn't come, didn't come until January of 2022 and then wins a job for that fall, then you do get three full seasons of him undisputably. Indisputably. Is it in or un? You do, but he'd be yeah, year two. He'd be year two, year two, ugh, year two in 2023. I'm saying if this happens, he'd be year three in 2023. Oh, I see. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. And indisputably, if he unseats an incumbent starter who probably had a pretty good year, right? Yeah. Which is a right. more complicated scenario. Uh, do you think it's possible that this whole thing started with Ryan Day listening to our podcast about how the 2023 team could be the greatest team in football history yes. and him being like, you know what would enhance that? If Quinn Ewers was in year three instead of year two, I'm not, I'm not taking credit for it, but I'm saying it's possible. I think he's listened every time we've talked about quarterbacks and recruiting and all that stuff and going, I'll show you. I, I, I would fear that people in and around the team would listen to this podcast and just laugh about how wrong we are all the time. That is actually my fear. I'm like, oh, those guys really have no idea. I think if you listen to that 2023 pod, he would have gone and found uh, an offensive lineman somewhere. Hey, hey, oh. For this hey. next recruiting class. What's up? Shout out to Nathan with the shots. Wait, hey, wait. You're not wrong. Go listen to it. Like, we don't need to relitigate that. They have also commenced Operation Beg Paris that like they are going to lock Paris yeah, Johnson yeah, yeah. down, stay for the fourth year. They're going to I mean, it's like it's like, oh, NIL changing the face of college football. It's like Paris Johnson gets a five million dollar internship. <laughs> to stay in Ohio State for his last year <laughs> at the Wexner Medical Center. Oh my goodness! And I'm like, I'm not saying that is like under the table, like not underhanded. That's not. I'm not. That is not at all like a like a shady thing or whatever. That's just like Ohio State doing whatever it takes in Operation Beg Paris to stay so that they have a left tackle for the best team in college football history. All right, I'm going to let these guys do what they've been aching to do. And that's say who they think the quarterback is going to be for the Ohio State Buckeyes in the 2021 football season. And we'll do that next on Buckeye Talk. Okay, I'm going to do Operation Beg You to be a tech subscriber one more time. Seriously, seriously, seriously. We didn't break the story, but we texted it fast. Buckeye Talk. 614-350-3315. You're just walking through your day. You're not on Twitter in that moment and boom, right in your phone, Quinn Ewers is going to be a Buckeye this season. Probably try it. 614-350-3315. So I phrased the question to the tech subscribers in a specific way. So I will hold back on that question. And I would like your answers to that question because I put a date. I said, here's the date. Here's the game. Who do you think the starting quarterback will be for that game? But let's keep the discussion wider for now. And let's talk about, I was going to say, there's no reason to go through game by game and be like, who's going to be the quarterback for week two, week three, whatever. Steven, do you think Quinn Ewers, and again, let's operate under the assumption if he comes, if he shows up sometime in August and he gets some practice in. Steven, do you think Quinn Ewers will be the starting quarterback at some point for the Ohio State Buckeyes this year, if that's the case? Yeah, I think so. And I think because of how the season is split up, without throwing out the date you sent to the Texas, I just think there's a perfect opportunity for him to slide right in smoothly smoothly, and make it happen. 
We have we have changed your mind a little bit in the discussion, right? Which you yeah. were you were yeah, not yeah, there. Yeah. You were yeah, not there at the beginning. But I, I was almost I've been as we were obviously writing stuff and preparing to actually sit down and do this. I was overthinking it a little too much. Nathan, what do you think? Nathan is tilted back in his chair, his hands behind his head, his beard tilted toward the sky, pondering what has happened today. I guess yes. Um Okay, I'm going to I'm going to interrupt your hesitation there for a moment. Why is yes. your answer? Why isn't the answer? Of course, yes. Like what is holding because anybody back on? Will he be the starter at some point this year? How, how can your answer not be yes? I mean, maybe you'll be wrong, but but to think uh, like I'll, I'll be shocked if he's not. Why would he not be? I guess, so here's I guess here's the scenario because I don't think he would I don't think there's almost any scenario where he is the starting quarterback on opening day because there's just not enough time. What was the thing that Ryan Day said? And I know we get how much we try to parse their words and what is real and what's coach speak, but all Ryan Day has ever talked about are things like reliability and consistency and things like that as far as who's going to win this job. And I don't know how Quinn Ewers can be that guy and surpass even if he's more talented than these three, even if he has a higher ceiling than these other three guys, how he surpasses him to win that job at the start of the year. And then once you start winning and the other guys aren't playing poorly, how do you pull the trigger on that? Then why is he coming? Then why so is this money. happening? He can make money without playing. And Ohio State's okay with that. So here's the thing. Do you think he's going to stay in college for four years? Oh, no. Okay. So you're punting a year of Quinn Ewers? No, he can register it this year. But why would he redshirt? And then because he can make a million dollars for redshirting. That's never been a thing. But Ryan Day then only gets two years of him as a player for sure. And it's not redshirt. He's not going to stay for a fifth year. Redshirt is an insane word to use. You're right. Not play. So he's. You think he's. You think Ryan Day? We just talked about. You think this is a ruthless move by Ryan Day to bring him in to not play? That's what you said. It's ruthless. Right. But you I'm think also saying Ryan Day is behind it. And then he's going to get here and Ryan Day is going to be like, ah, sorry, it's CJ. I'm just saying that the, the ultimate ruthlessness will be when he has to pull that trigger, because if if Kyle McCord or CJ Stroud or Jack Miller wins this job and they're performing well and the team is winning, how do you pull that trigger and put in the guy who just got here? I don't that that's going to be the ultimate test of the ruthlessness. The same yeah. way Alabama and Clemson pulled their quarterbacks when they were just winning and the other guy had just gotten there. Yes, because you want to win a national title. You don't want to just win. You want to win the national title. But those guys have not just gotten there in the way that Quinn Ewers will have just gotten here. But by October, he will not have by by October. He will not have just gotten here. Right. And that's what they didn't think he could. I was the one who just said he would before uh the end of the year. I said he would. I said yes. But but by but like I said, how could anybody think it? And you how could anyone think he wouldn't? And you gave like, well, what about this? What about that? Well, it's yeah, just, I gave a devil's advocate answer. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm the one who thinks that he would. So why do you think? So here's the other thing. You guys keep keeping Stephen keeps saying like off the street. He's not coming in off the street. He's coming in off a Texas high school football field where mm-hmm. he has played spring That's football. Fact, yeah. He has played in yeah. the highest level of competition. The competition that he played against in Texas compared to what CJ Stroud played against. And what Kyle McCord played against on a regular basis in high school is, is not even in the same conversation. And the as guy he lost the state it, championship to his Clemson's future starting quarterback to that. So point. like, yeah. so like the idea that like, he's not prepared, I think is wrong. He is prepared. He doesn't have, and by the way, you think he's got Ohio state's playbook. 
Yeah, you do. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, that was a bit far. Yeah, he definitely at some because even Kyle McCord last year, he had kind of had an un, he probably didn't have the full playbook, but he had an understanding of what the playbook was going to look like. And listen, he would come and sit listen, down, guys. I might be totally wrong, but like the idea. The idea that like he wouldn't be ready. And, 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 and like, OK, again, like ready for Minnesota, like ready for Minnesota, like five weeks from now. Like, OK, of course, that's fast. And Oregon. I don't think it's impossible. I don't think it's impossible. And then like ready by like, you know, at some point, I think is almost a guarantee. I just I, I like Nathan. I, so you were given the devil's argument, the devil's advocate argument of why he maybe wouldn't. But like, would any of this make sense if he comes, if he comes and then doesn't start at all this year, then then I guess he got his lots of money. Yeah. But why would Ohio State be okay with that unless the only reason was because he forced their hand? They couldn't say no and they were worried about losing him. But we've already said we don't think that's the case. We think this is ruthless Ryan at work. So we don't think that. So then if Ryan wants this to happen, I don't understand how it could be that he winds up not starting unless like he comes in is not good. Right. Which, which of course, all right. If he's terrible, well, he's not going to play. But like, I don't think that's going to happen either. And what I wrote, I actually termed it like a pragmatic ruthlessness, which I guess maybe all ruthlessness is to some extent, it, it, but it's, it's, I, if, if Ryan day is presented this opportunity, like, Hey, we can make a million dollars this year. We want to, and we can't do it if we stay in Texas. We want to come enroll early. If you say no, there are other places where we can go win, <laughs> make that million dollars, and then go play for two seasons. They'll be happy to take us, and I think Ohio State would too. So I, I, I don't discount – the money does change this equation a little bit. This isn't – in no way is this a normal situation. And it isn't the same as Trevor Lawrence. It isn't the same as Tua Tagovailoa because he is – going to be just arriving now and i agree with everything you said about how texas prepares you in a different way than other states do i agree i I agree that this guy is a a prospect at a different level than even just a normal five-star quarterback i believe all of that i'm just saying that from a from a timeline standpoint from an optics standpoint it does get complicated optics what optics the optics of if you're already winning and the other guy is excelling that you pull the trigger and still go with the new guy you think Ryan Day cares about that? That's no different than the optics of Clemson. That's a direct comparison. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence and Kelly Bryant were like sharing reps for mm-hmm. a team that had been the number one seed in the playoff the year before when Kelly Bryant had been the starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. And they made Trevor Lawrence the starting quarterback. So, like, I mean, that the optics, I, you think Ryan Day would think about the optics at all? The optics are you dropped the number one recruit in the country on top of a quarterback room with a bunch of borderline five stars. The mm-hmm. optics are already ruined, man. That horse is out of the barn if he comes. And so, you those optics. Yeah. What's that? You, you do think that would, like, hold him back of, like, replacing a quarterback for a winning team. Again, Trevor Lawrence was here. I was at Clemson for the spring of 2018 before he took over as the starting quarterback. I'm pretty sure. I mean, it's it's a different timeline than what we're talking about right now with Quinn Ewers, where this just happened on July 28th and they start camp on August 2nd. That is a different situation. It is, but we're also not saying that he's going to be come in and be the starter from day one. We're saying he might take over in the middle of the season. Which by then, uh, we're just asking how quickly can you catch up to the playbook? And if he is who people say he is. But it's he not just be the able playbook. To catch up. It's it's reading defenses. It's the it's the the the, the time. 
it, it's not that it's not just about knowing the plays. Freshman quarterbacks come in and play. That's not yeah. that unusual anymore. This guy's as good as anybody ever seen him. A year ahead of when he was supposed to be getting out of high school. Yeah, he's I really a high school senior. Yeah, I, I, I mean, you have to let special people be special. I, this guy, like people are saying, he, he's at camps with with Bryce Young was at a camp with him and said he reminds him of Patrick Mahomes. Like I think mm-hmm. this guy's arm. He's working out with Patrick Mahomes. And and that's I mean that was a great thing and it's interesting but that's like you know you work out with a guy it doesn't mean he's your best friend it doesn't mean but like this guy's arm I think is going to allow him to accelerate. And he probably has uh, in terms of like reading defenses like I would imagine he is not that far behind these other guys who have never thrown a pass in college football before. And if yes, they've worked and they've practiced with Ohio state, but like, I don't, none of them have ever read a college defense in a game and they played one spring game and they had 15 practices in the spring. So he's, I mean, in terms of like understanding the playbook, he's got it. He has the playbook. So then it's like, what has he actually missed? So what he missed was a sp- uh, 15 practices in the spring and a, that one of them is a spring game for all three of them. And then CJ and Jack had last year, a truncated, abbreviated, effed up season where your practice wasn't what it normally was. And by the way, the guy taking all the first team reps was a future first round draft pick. I just don't think he's that behind. And so, of course, I think that factors into like, well, he start against Minnesota, but like how much that factors into, can he get where he needs to be by? October 15th or October 1st or September 20th. I just, I don't think it's going to hold him back that much. All I'm saying is that when you're, when you're giving that explanation, you're using phrases like probably and may, and I don't, I I think I'm just not pushing through to the certainty that you are, but I'm still the one saying, I think he would be the, I think he'd be the starting quarterback at the end of the year. Okay. So here's the question. And again, our tech subscribers are getting, this dropped on their heads. So that's how their, it, their view is affected by that. If Quinn Ewers arrives at Ohio state in the next couple of weeks, who do you believe will be the Ohio state starting quarterback for week eight against Indiana on October 23rd after the bye? So it's easy to do this. Everybody does it. When you're looking for a quarterback change, you look for the bye. This is late. I think this is like, this is, you've already played Penn State, but this is gets you Indiana. You already played Oregon, but it gets to Indiana. It gets you ready for Michigan. It gets you ready for the Big Ten Championship game. It gets you ready for the playoff. Uh, and again, I, I would imagine that Ryan Day thinks he has quarterbacks that can get them through the regular season. This factoring in right now makes me wonder if Ryan Day thinks he has a quarterback on the roster right now that this year can beat Bama, Clemson, Oklahoma, and Georgia in the playoff, right? That I think is that I think is what this is about. We never questioned. I, I don't know. The idea of like questioning Ohio State's regular season is like, I mean, it, it doesn't, you don't need a Heisman level quarterback with whatever everything else they have. So I said, who will be the quarterback by that Indiana game? And I gave him the four choices. Steven, who do you think won the vote? Who will be the quarterback for the Indiana game? I think Quinn won the vote, but I don't think CJ's far behind. Nathan, what do you think? I think Quinn won the vote. Okay. Nathan, who would you vote for? In a way, that's almost the only scenario that 
makes sense, I guess, except, I mean, I mean, geez. Like, if Indiana's undefeated at that point, too, and now you're going on the road in the Big Ten, biggest game of the season, and you're making a, a quarterback change. I'm, I'm not week, saying you have to, I'm not saying that has to be his first start. I'm saying for that game, who will the starter be? Yeah. I mean, I, I it might be his, it might be a seventh start. I, I don't know. Right, but, like, who right. do you think it'll be? I think it'll be yours. Steven, who do you think it'll be? Yours. I think it'll be Quinn Ewers. 17% of our texters think it'll be Quinn Ewers. 5% Kyle McCord. 1% Jack Miller. 78% CJ Stroud. I, I think it's too hard for people to wrap their head around this in the moment. But yeah, I think and, if you sent that out again now, which is like an hour after you sent it out the first time, that might be a different percentage. Yeah, I think I think I should probably do it. I'll just send the same survey out tomorrow again and, and give everybody I should send it out after they listen to this podcast. Um, he's not coming here to sit. And I know he's coming the way it's couched is he's coming for the money. Right. But I don't. But his he's starting his clock. So I, I just I don't think he's coming to sit. And I don't think Ryan Day's bringing him here to watch him sit. So. I just think it changes the equation. And I didn't ask this question, but Stephen, if Quinn Ewers is the starting quarterback by the Indiana game, does that increase or decrease Ohio State's chances of winning a national title based on what we thought compared, you know, compared to what we thought yesterday? Yeah. Um, I don't know if... <laughs> I don't know if it does either. Uh, uh, maybe I'll just say increase because he's the most talented of the bunch, and that's just maybe the best way to look at this. But I, I don't, I don't know if it turns them into. It's, they're not the favorite just because Quinn took over in the middle of the season. Nathan, do you think like, it, I, it, it makes you rethink the, the Trevor? It, it, I, it, I kind of want to go reread some stuff from Clemson season and see how people viewed Clemson when Trevor Lawrence and Kelly Bryant were sharing the position versus when he just outright took it over. Nathan, you think it increases or decreases their chances of winning the national title? I don't think it's necessarily a decision that's fully being made for this season in some ways. I, I, I don't have a grasp really on whether, I mean, negligible. I am very, I'm very intrigued by your, the, your opinions on this because do we think in general, generally speaking, do you think that Quinn Ewers as a quarterback prospect is pretty close to CJ Stroud and Kyle McCord? Like, are they all in the same ballpark or is Quinn Ewers like quite a bit ahead? Not because CJ Stroud and Kyle McCord aren't good, but because Quinn Ewers is special. Wh which do you, Nathan, which is closer to what you think that they're in the same range or that Ewers is quite a bit ahead. I think his talent ceiling, which is, yeah. which is a different thing than what they are right now. I think his talent ceiling is, is higher. And how what is he at the start of his high school senior season compared to some guys who are going to be going into that's their? Not, that's not what I asked. I asked by like the Indiana game and by the end, like in, this, in terms of increasing and decreasing, they can win the games they need to win in the regular season with a lot of different dudes. It's like if he's the starting quarterback for the playoff, he's going to have had a full season here of practice, right? It's, he's not going to be a high school senior anymore. He's going to be a, a dude who's been around for and, and playing in a college offense. And like he will have, he will have started to approach his ceiling. He will not be all the way there, 
But by the way, you know who else is not approaching their ceiling? CJ Stroud, Kyle McCord, and Jack Miller. They've mm-hmm. never played. He's not replacing a veteran. He's slightly behind a bunch of dudes who never played. And so you're trying to win. They are trying to win this year, regardless, with a dude who's never played. So if you're trying to win with a dude who's never played, do you want that dude to be like one of the best quarterback prospects ever? Or do you want that dude to be like a five-star? He's good. He's really good. He was the fifth best quarterback in his class. Or do you want it to be Quinn viewers? Like, I just think the answer is overwhelmingly it increases their chances. It doesn't mean they're going to do it. But if I'm taking my shot, like in the Big Ten championship game, I'd, I, I would prefer to have a Quinn Ewers who's been here for three months rather than C.J. Stroud and Jack Miller and Kyle McCord because to me by that point, the experience factor between the four of them will be negligible, right? That everybody's playing their first year. So I, I just, think that fact that it's Ewers is like a big deal. I agree. I just think it's important to remember that that recruiting score is as much about their long-term ceiling than it is about what they are right now today as far as what they would do in college today at the time he gets that ranking. But what do you think Kyle McCord like, but yes, same for CJ Stroud and Kyle McCord and Jack Miller who have never played, who have never thrown a pass. Like that's the comparison. We're not comparing him to Spencer Rattler. They don't have, Ohio State doesn't have Spencer Rattler. They have four guys who have never played. Some of those guys have more practice than Quinn Ewers. But what you're saying applies to the other guys too. And like, they're going to be early in their progress. And Quinn Ewers is going to be early in their progress. And I'd rather be early in Quinn Ewers progress. The reason that I argued months ago about why do they want Quinn Ewers was more, was mostly about you're setting up a room. You have guys, you have a plan, you have a starting quarterback, you drop somebody on his head. What are you doing? I didn't know that you could just have Quinn Ewers replace those guys right now. They may as well all be in the same recruiting class, right? Because Quinn Ewers is going to wind up in the same class now as Kyle McCord. Okay, well, who would you rather have? The number one guy or the number five guy? I'll take the number one guy. And the fact that CJ and Jack got practically no experience out of last year, who would you rather have? Quinn Ewers or one of them? I'd rather have Quinn Ewers. It's all four guys with virtually no experience. Give me the most talented guy. Like, I just, I I can't believe, I can't believe there's an argument otherwise. He keeps dropping bombs on this Ohio State program that that we keep having to reassess because it seemed like uh, our argument was before you already mentioned, but then it seemed like they were finally getting into that groove of things because they weren't going to go find a five-star in 2023. That's not the plan at all. They're going to go. They're going to find a guy, but they might even they just might even find a grad transfer and just have a one year guy and then go in 2024 and find another five star who would sit behind Quinn Ewers for a year. And they'll go forward and be the starter for two years. And Jada Davis has obviously emerged as one of those potential people to be that guy in the 2024 recruiting class. This throws all of that off again. And I honestly don't think it matters because at the end of the day, this gets you Quinn Ewers for three years, two and a half years of the start or whatever it is. And we might look back on this in four years and they've won two national titles with him because he made this move. And and I don't know that it, I don't know that it enhances the chances of anything right for them with Quinn Ewers. It just moves up the timeline. So instead of his window being 22, 23, 24, do you think they can win two national titles in that time? Now it's 21, 22, 23. Do you think they can win three, two national titles in that three-year period? I, I don't know that this is like, I don't know that this is better for his development. 
but it just is. It's what's happening. But I do think it might be better for how you plan for the future. The real question is, will Kyle McCord be Penn State starting quarterback week one of this season? I mean, that would raise their ceiling. Like, Nathan, do you think, like, I, I just would wonder about, I, I do feel bad for Kyle McCord. Uh, I, I, mm-hmm. Like, the idea that, that McCord committed when they had Miller, I don't know if he knew they were going to have two guys in that class ahead of him at that point. He's their guy for this he class. Knew. He knew they were going to have two quarterbacks, so he knew yeah, there'd be that, Miller that, and somebody else. Okay. Yeah, he knew that, was, that had been a conversation for a while. Did he know it was going to be a five-star, borderline five-star? He didn't know that much, okay. no. But he knew it would be a, a decent quarterback. But, but, so, but Stroud wasn't a borderline five-star at the time until he was the third time best they were having that right. conversation. Yeah. So I, I do feel bad for him. But, and again, we don't like to theoretically talk about transfers, but this is so real, right? I mean, it's just, it's, it's not going to happen. Like somebody, these guys are not going to sit around for this. I don't know when and where. But I do, Nathan, like I feel... And the ruthlessness conversation, that's the guy I feel the worst for. And I actually feel pretty bad for CJ Stroud, too, that this guy's an LA kid, could have stayed out there, whatever. And you just competition is competition, but this is pretty crazy. Um, but like, how long do you think they should hold out? Like, I, and I'm not saying like leave before camp starts, but I don't know, man. Like, like Kelly Bryant, when they named Trevor Lawrence the starting quarterback, like Kelly Bryant transferred like a week later. Like, he was that was the announcement that that was the announcement that Trevor won. It was just Kelly Bryant of the transfer portal. Like, how long do you think these guys would stick or should stick? Because once it's Quinn, they're never going back. Quinn, once Quinn Ewers is a starting quarterback this year, if he is, and he will be, in my opinion, he's a starting quarterback for 22 and 23 as well. So then what are these guys doing here? Yeah, I mean, it's in. It, I, I certainly don't blame them for leaving uh, the first opportunity they get. I guess I could see sticking out until the end of the regular season, just because somebody has to be the number two quarterback and injuries do happen. You don't want to necessarily throw away the chance to quarterback a national championship team. Although I guess Kelly Bryant did do that. Um, the circumstances there were again, a little bit different. He was the quarterback coming back from the previous season when they'd been as good as they were. So, um, but the the timing of all this is just still, such a head spinner um, again, like camp starts less than a week from the time that this comes out. And Brian day had said he wanted to have a quarterback established within two weeks of that, um, or at least a starter named. And it still just seems like a very fluid situation. Um, it, it just still so many like plates spinning. In my I think head. the date you, I think the date, the fact that you picked the Indiana game as a date, I think that's might be a little late because uh, one of the things with the, the, the Trevor Lawrence, Kelly Bryant was that it was four games. You get four games that you can play without losing eligibility for that season, which is why he transferred after the fourth game and Trevor was out there for game five. I think after the Akron game, we're going to settle into a guy having this job because it's four games in. And then I don't, someone's going to be, so if Quinn comes of those four, at least one guy will be gone by the time that Akron game ends. I won't guess who, cause that's putting too much on it, but someone's going to be gone. Well, you get you get Minnesota, Oregon, then you have two exhibition games. Yep. So you have two games to play with where I could play quarterback and they'd win. So like they can do whatever they want to do in no. there. You don't think I, I could play quarterback and just turn around and hand it off? I believe in you, Doug. Yeah. I'm a lefty. No, gunslinger. because that's all you could do. No, no, no. But you don't think they could throw zero passes and beat Tulsa and Akron? Mm, 
Then they could be acting out throwing zero Real? passes. You don't, don't think, think so. they could throw zero passes? They, if they said, if you said you can't throw a pass versus Akron, all you can do is run behind Thayer, Munford, Nicholas Petit, Frere, Paris Johnson, Harry Miller, Luke Whipple, and Matthew Jones, you think they would lose? Hey, Ryan, would you consider <laughs> using all 75 plays to run the ball? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe? Oh, my God. They Maybe, but bring- none of those would be you running the ball. So, again, it's no, like I it's, wouldn't run it's it. one-dimensional within one-dimensional. Yeah, no, I know. No, you know what you can really do? They can throw it. They can do a little jet sweep pass. All you got to do is toss it yeah, up in the air. I'll take the credit. I'll take the credit I'll, for those completions. Yeah. <laughs> completions. Will you take the credit for the fumbles, too? Well, it's not a fumble if you throw it forward. That's why you, that's why you that's throw true. it. That's true. That's why they forward. do it. Yeah. yeah. So it's an incompletion. I just would be like, I'd be like one, I'd be like four for 10. Four times they'd catch the jet sweep and six times I'd screw it up and it'd be an incompletion. I would certainly I, take Akron in the points. They have ex- time to experiment, right? So I put that Indiana thing like that is late to me, Stephen. That's not my pick is not that Quinn Ewers yeah, first start will right. be in week eight after the Indiana game. But I thought it's like by then, like that's a game you got to go win. What's your best chance to win? Again, it's probably mm-hmm. not right that you would want that to be his first start. Cause it's like, oh, your first start's like on the road against the top 10 team. Maybe it's like, no, maybe not. But like, that's a game you need to sort of be at your best. So maybe mm-hmm. you get him ready for that. Um, and I'll own it. I'll own it. If this is, if I'm absolutely wrong and he is coming here just to make money and red shirt and learn, and he's viewing this as his senior year of high school with a million bucks in his pocket. And then his clock in his mind starts next year. And he is more than happy to try to be the starting quarterback at 22, 23, 24. That was always his plan. And I was completely wrong. I'll absolutely own that. But I just think like even in a theoretical world like that, he'd start realizing how good he was and then be like, why am I here? Like, I'm really not going to go to the NFL after three years. And like, you'd end up losing something. So I think, um, I think he's going to play. I wish I knew. I wish I had a better idea. Um, And again, I mean, who knows? There could be news out there right now that says like, no, he's going to come. He's going to enroll. He's going to cash checks and and study the playbook. And and they'll pretend he's not even here. That could be it. It could be it. Like I, I and that would I'm be. I'm keeping an eye. Nothing like that has crept through here yeah. yet. So I mean, you know, I'm 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 not. I, I don't know why that would be the case because then all of a sudden, like you're taking a guy like he's not going to play competitively, and then it's like, well, is that better? Yeah, he's getting the money, but like he loves to play football. Is he really going to be happy? Like just completely removing himself for sure. From so whatever. But to me, if you do this, you go all in, and we just we just have moved up the Quinn Ewers timeline a year and you've moved it up into a world where he's not trying to unseat an incumbent. He is coming in against the guys who have a smidge more experience. And I think he'll be the guy. And I do not think it's impossible for him to start week one. If that's the case, because if you believe that you can beat Minnesota without your quarterback being great, Right. Because you're starting a new guy, regardless, if you a guy who's never started is starting against Minnesota. If you think we can win without the quarterback being great, you can give him like very limited things to do and allow him to ease in and get that exposure and then just get ready to roll. And you got to try to. But like Nathan, like the quarterback's probably not going to beat Oregon, regardless of who it is, like Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson doing their thing and the offensive line dominating and Jeremy Ruckert doing his thing. That's what's going to be Oregon kind of no matter who it is. You're probably just asking that you're asking the guy to be a point guard a little bit, right? 
I've definitely said along that I think that Minnesota game is one that Ohio State can really rely on its running game, especially because of the deficiencies of Minnesota's defense, or at least what we perceive those deficiencies to be. I just, I mean, how many interceptions could Ohio State throw against Oregon and still beat them? That's a legitimate question to ask in this circumstance, I think. And then my, my, my response is what, percent chance do you think it is that Quinn Ewers would throw a lot more interceptions than the guy who would play instead of them? Mm-hmm. But I think that is, a, but I think there is more of a chance because again, this is a guy who will have been on campus for a month at that point compared to if it's CJ Stroud, a guy who will have been on campus for more than 18 months at that point and has actually been practicing against a, an Ohio state defense that whole time. Okay. Maybe that's right. Maybe that's right. Um, that's not me predicting failure for Quinn Ewers. That's I, I, again, I was the one who said, I think he is coming. I'm the one who said, I agreed that I think he would be the starter by the end of the year, but I don't think it is like a slam dunk, seamless, easy transition considering the relative, his relative age, uh, considering the short amount of time that he would have to get ready to play this fall. Okay. Um, anything else? I think we covered it. Anybody have any final stray thoughts? We still have the votes coming in. It hasn't changed anything, but we appreciate all our texters who are taking part in this. I mean, we, we got your vibe. We thank everybody who voted. Uh, do you want Quinn is down a little bit? It went from 59-41. It's 58-43 right now. I know that's 101, but it's the you're round. Um, so do you think it will actually happen? No, 61, yes, 39. Uh, starting quarterback, still CJ, starting quarterback for Indiana, still CJ 78, Quinn 17 and uh, weird and happy still winning and crazy because of NIL ruthless Ryan. It's still 69 crazy because of NIL 31 ruthless Ryan. Steven final thoughts. Yeah, this is, I mean, this is about as weird as it gets. I mean, it'll be interesting to see if he actually shows up and how this kind of plays out here and, what this means going forward for Ohio State's quarterback situation, not just guys currently on the roster, but how they approach recruiting the, the quarterback position going forward. I I think I said at the top, this is the biggest thing since Urban Meyer mm-hmm. announced that he was going to retire. Is that right? Like, is this, and I know, you know, obviously the Chase Young thing, like, like, is this seismic, right? I mean, like, like well, how, how big, because it's he was going to come. It's just a timeline thing, but go ahead. The, the 2020 season being canceled was pretty seismic. Uh, it didn't turn out the whole, I mean, we have that. So that I would, I would yeah, probably put this behind that just because of the, because it wiped out a season, although it didn't, but it did it sure. for that couple months. Um, so that's, I'd put that next after urban, but uh, this is pretty significant. And I think as we keep peeling this back again, because of the way it involves NIL, because it involves it changes this roster, not just for the, this fall, even though we just argued about that for the better part of 45 minutes, but it changes it. The ripple effects just keep going for a couple of years. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's pretty seismic. I guess the one thing that this has that's maybe similar to, to Urban's uh, 2018 situation is that from a public standpoint, it kind of just came out of nowhere. It's like you're just going along with your day and then all of a sudden this kind of bomb drops on you. While even with the season getting canceled, we're in a global pandemic. Nothing's off the table at that we point. Did, we did know that was... You know, right. The, the idea of it was never... Yeah, the idea of it was never crazy. This is just like... The idea of it was not floating in anybody's head that Ohio State's 2022 quarterback might show up six days from now. Yeah. 
Uh, okay. That's the emerging prize. So we're putting this up, right? This is going up Wednesday night. And then you guys yeah. have uh, a Buckeye football futures coming as normal on Thursday. Yeah. We have a Buckeye future football futures. That is oddly devoid of football talk for, for tomorrow morning. Oddly devoid of football talk. Is that, or I'm sorry, of quarterback talk. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, that was recorded uh, before this happened and the Friday yes. podcast was also recorded before this happened, but I will put a little note at the front of that because the Friday podcast is about can Quinn Ewers bust his way onto Ohio state's quarterback Mount Buckmore. And could Quinn Ewers wind up as one of the four best quarterbacks in Ohio state history. And if he does, this would be quite a beginning to it. If it starts now, he's basically Quinn Ewers is going to dominate our cleveland.com slash OSU page for the next 48 hours. No, 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 no. I don't think that's fair to say. I think he will dominate cleveland.com slash OSU for the next three years. Okay. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Starting next Tuesday. Yeah. All right. Thanks to you guys for listening to this emergency pod. Still stuff coming as usual. On Thursday and Friday for Nathan and Steven, I'm Doug, and that was Buckeye Talk. <laughs>